You are now listening to a proud member of the Disney Podcast Family. Go to DizPodcastFamily.com to find more on this show and other great Disney podcasts. From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Logan, Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And here are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And I'm James. And welcome to episode 57 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I am here once again with my co-host, Cody and James. How's it going, guys? Saludos, amigos. Ah, bien, muy bien. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Jason was expecting that. I was not ready for that. I didn't know I we were doing we were, the whole episode in Spanish. Yeah, I thought we were doing this one in Spanish or Portuguese. Uh, so I yeah, that was I, the thing. That was the thing. I, I guess I should have rushed up on my foreign languages. but Yeah, saludos so. amigos is as far as I got. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm glad you guys got into the movie so much. And uh, the one we're going to talk about here in a little while. Um, yes. But first of all, I know in the beginning, in the intro, it says uh, uh, from our podcast studios in wyoming utah and then las vegas nevada but james is not in his studio in las vegas nevada right now where are you at james i am in my makeshift studio in garden grove california right next to anaheim uh, and what are you doing just there down, just down the street from from disneyland so we came down it's uh valentine's day weekend so we came down since they started opening up some of the restaurants and stuff. We, as soon as they started opening them up, we got on and made a couple of reservations and decided to come down and spend Friday and Saturday down here. So, and send got, pictures to Cody and I to yes, make us feel bad. Send pictures showing you that they're selling chimichangas out there again. They're selling churros out there. So, just making sure you guys can at least see it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, I uh, was I was nice oh, yeah. that I didn't send you pictures of dinner at Tortilla Joe's tonight. So uh, yeah, that yeah that would have been rough. That, how was dinner though? Was it, it was good? really good. It was okay. really good. Yeah. Well, is why, it? Is why it, do I feel like James has been to Downtown Disney more in the last year since the park has been closed than he would normally go to Disneyland while the park is operational? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if it's more. I mean, it seemed like every. No, it, it, seem like that but that's not the case that's yeah. not the i case. think i don't know if i was telling the story uh during the podcast or after or before our last podcast but when when our when our passes used to be connected i i would know when james would go to disneyland because i'd get a random message hey you have you have new photos in for yeah i was like oh great james is at disneyland again so i look at his photos and, oh, look, he's he's on main street or uh, uh good for you james uh, uh but yeah no um, that's, that's exciting that you, you got to go. I mean, if I lived close enough, I would go too. Uh, yeah. you're definitely having better weather than I am having here. negative uh, six degrees today. Horrible. Wow. Crazy. Cause usually Horrible. our weather I mean, mirrors each other. You're definitely colder than I am typically. And, yeah. but I mean, it was 40 here today. Yeah. Minus six, uh, with the wind chill is said it felt like 26 now negative 26. Oh, yeah. So 
and That's I could definitely, I could definitely feel it walk into my car. So and James this, is probably in shorts in yeah. Anaheim, California with a chimichanga in his hand. Yep. Absolutely. Probably. I mean, <laughs> so this being Valentine's day, you know, it's too cold to do anything here. We're, so we're not going anywhere. We're staying home. <laughs> Maybe we'll go out to dinner, but, uh, James, you don't have to leave. <laughs> oh, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I was just turning the temperature up on the thermostat there for a oh, okay. James is just like, adios, amigos. <laughs> uh, so, so James is in Anaheim. Cody and I are stuck in Logan, Utah, and Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, we're doing a podcast. So um, hopefully someday we'll all three be in James's position in a hotel room in Anaheim doing a show where we're all sitting around the table together. Uh, that so that'll cool. be, yep. Someday that will, happen. that will happen someday. Um, so yeah, so James is there and he mentioned that things are opening back up as far as restaurants and, uh, yeah, stores such. are opening some, it's a little bit, we've got it extended a little bit from last time that I was here back in December. So you can walk yeah. into the back lot area there in California adventure a little bit more. They've got the, the photo op for WandaVision and, um, you can go a little bit further past the um, the waterfall there on the backside of Grizzly Rapids. You can walk back there a little bit, and uh, that's where they're selling the chimichangas, and they got turkey legs and, you know, cotton candy, popcorn, all that stuff. Carthay Circle's open again, and we tried to get in there, but those reservations were impossible to get. Yeah. And we so, kept missing the standby. They were having walk-ins today, but we kept missing it there. They don't do it at a particular time. Every time we went and asked, they're like, oh, yeah, we're not doing it right now. Check back in a little in a little bit. We check back a little bit later and they just stopped doing them again. So we kept trying to get in there, but we weren't able to. Yeah. Not yet. Anyways, so got tomorrow. Not yet. I always thought you were a fan of the turkey legs, but you're not a fan of the turkey legs. I am you? definitely not a fan. Yeah, of okay. the turkey For legs. some reason, I always thought you were. No. Okay. Is it just you don't like the way they taste or is it the whole concept of walking around with Looking like a caveman. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine walking around looking like a caveman. I think I blend in with the family a little bit better if I'm doing that, right? <laughs> well, so at least not Jason. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that. It's the I just don't like the taste of them okay. all that much. Fair enough. I think I think one year I don't know who all was there, but Jeff made the comment about wanting to try it or something and and Someone got him one, and man, he carried that thing around. It seems like all day, and hated it. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't let him throw uh, it away. He just. I was, my around. mom was like, "He can't throw that away until he finishes it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be wasted." <laughs> uh, all right, so with James at Disneyland, we'll talk a little Disney news. The Disney news. I like that. Good job. You have to do that every week now. Okay. It just came to me. I had to do it. It was like an epiphany. Uh, so uh, Disney had a, I guess their quarterly, um, whatever you want to call it, financial meeting or um, I'm not sure what exactly it's called, but, um, and they had some quotes from Bob Chapek, who's the Disney CEO. Um, and take this, uh, you can interpret it how you want. Um, Disney CEO Bob Chapek anticipates Disneyland and other parks in 2022 may be mask free uh, and without social distancing uh, 
It says for a COVID free vaccinated populace. So, uh, are you going to have to be vaccinated to get into, uh, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, etc. Does that mean Disneyland isn't opening till 2022? Um, I and would there's hope there's lots not. of things that are open for interpretation in there. Aren't yeah. There? yeah. I don't think. Now, this the, is what Bob says. If it were up to Disney, they'd be open now. Right. So it's yes. because of the yeah. state government. Um, the, the only reason that Disneyland is not operational right now, because it's yeah. counterpart in Florida is. He's, then, then it goes on to say he was also asked when he thinks parks will return to normal. And Chapek said he's looking at 2022. He says, we have no doubt that when we reopen in parks that were closed or increase the capacity of parks, that we will have some level of social distancing and mask wearing for the remainder of this year. That is our expectation. So He also said in at some point during that meeting that he expects Avengers Campus at the Disneyland resort in Anaheim to open in sometime this year. Right. So, and again, all of that, the Avengers campus opening is obviously contingent upon the resort being open. Um, and then therefore being in a good enough spot come 2022, where maybe we don't have to worry about being six foot apart when you're standing in line and maybe not everyone has to wear a mask unless they personally choose to. Right. Um, but I, I think it's, it's of course they're wanting to be optimistic. It's an earnings call. They're not wanting to be all doom and gloom, <laughs> but it's all hopeful optimism. Right. Because Disney can't control any of it unless they completely disregard what their state government has mandated. Yeah. It says here, uh, which we kind of mentioned last week, it talks about Disneyland DCA has been shuttered since March, almost a year. Last week, there were two California assembly members who introduced legislation to let large theme park operators reopen earlier than proposed by governor Gavin Newsom's current regime. Uh, the regulations now allow small theme parks to open if their cities are in an orange tier based on COVID infections, but force larger parks to stay closed until the more difficult yellow tier. Uh, and right now, Anaheim is, and Orange County is in purple, I believe. Um, the bill wants big and small parks to be treated the same, um, et cetera. Uh, they were kind of upbeat on the parks, they said, despite taking a $2.6 billion hit on their last quarter revenue. Uh, um, only Walt That's Disney crazy. World. <laughs> That's crazy. They could take $2.6 billion hit, but yeah. we're, still, we're still hanging in there. Yeah. <laughs> Walt Disney World and Shanghai were open all quarter, um, but Disneyland was obviously closed. Paris Disneyland was only open for a third of the quarter, and Hong Kong Disneyland was open for about two-thirds of that quarter. Um, and it says the open parks were operating at a very significantly reduced cap capacity, but uh, they all achieved a net incremental positive contribution. So uh, the ones that were open were contributing nicely. Obviously, nothing coming from Disneyland. Uh, mm -hmm. part of the quarter from Paris and part of the quarter from uh, what was the other one that was called? Hong Kong. So, so we will see when they're open. Obviously, like Cody said, the, if it was up to Disney company, the parks would be open yesterday. So, yeah. Um, and, and they have been in Florida. So, yeah, they're definitely making sure that everybody's following the rules here. That's for sure. 
Holy oh, cow. yeah. I, you don't we want to take a to, mask off. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to uh, mention that in your uh, when we talked where you were. Give us the story, James. You mentioned well, it, but you didn't well, tell us the whole there story. Was, there's two instances. I mean, you can have your mask off when you're eating, of course. Right. But there's signs everywhere saying, always have your mask on unless you happen to be eating while stationary, while physically distanced from people. I mean, they've got these signs everywhere. So right, when we were sitting, go ahead. Because you mentioned that being stationary. I know when they first introduced it in Walt Disney World, people would just walk around and drinking and eating all the time so they could leave their mask off. Yeah, there's but now there's they say you got to be stationary. Yeah, you got to be stationary. So, yeah, there was when we were sitting down when we got the chimichanga and and we had a pretzel and we were sitting there at one of the tables. We were right there by the waterfalls that are on the backside of the Grizzly Rapids. You know. Okay. Yep. Yep. Right across from where a Bugs Land used to be, where right. uh, the Avengers thing will be. Very very popular picture spot. I just exactly. Facebook memory so, came up last week of me and Marsha there for our anniversary. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I knew, I knew where you were. So some people were there and they were taking a picture. And as they went over to, to there, a mom and her daughter, they pulled their masks down and man, there was somebody on top of them within 10 seconds. The cast member running over and say, Hey, hey, hey you got to put your mask on. So they make <laughs> they, you take a picture with your mask on. Oh yeah. When we came back in, what was it December when Buena Vista first opened? That's yeah. one of the things they actually said to us before we went in. Because back then, right now, you can just walk into uh, California Adventure. You don't have to wait in a queue at all anymore to get in there. You can just walk in. But when we walked in back in December, we had to wait in a queue. And one of the things that they tell you is, uh, you know, if you want to take pictures, that's fine. But you cannot take pictures without a mask. Don't don't remove your mask to take pictures. So you are stationary during the picture. What if you're taking a drink while the picture is being taken or eating, say a churro, can your mask be off? I guess it would have to be. I don't or the know. picture. Yeah. I'd <laughs> so rather have a the, picture of me eating a churro than me with a mask on my face. Right. Right. <laughs> so a little, a little bit later we were in downtown Disney. We were right outside the world of Disney entrance. And we were, before we we're getting in line, we were getting, uh, another pretzel. There's a Wetzel's pretzels out there. So we got some of their pretzel bits, whatever they call them. And we're sitting there and eating them. And there's some ducks, you know, how there's birds and ducks and all kinds of stuff at Disneyland. So we're sitting there and some ducks come up behind us and they're sitting there trying to get food, of course. So I'm sitting there. Uh, we're finished eating. I'd put the, all the, you know, we hadn't finished it all, but the pretzel bites were in the bag and we were just getting ready to leave. But as the ducks were there, I decided to take a couple pictures, but I hadn't put my mask back on. So I'm sitting there taking some pictures with the ducks, you know, just, you know, not thinking much of it. And I look up and I see a cast member walking right towards us. (laughs) Walking or running towards you? He was was, was walking, but he was walking pretty fast with a pretty (laughs) determined look on his face. So I was like, I reached in the bag really quick to grab a piece of pretzel and (laughs) took a bite. (laughs) which stopped them. But I was like, man, these guys are, they're no joke. They're, they're after everybody. If you're not wearing a mask and you're not doing what you're supposed to, they're, they're on top of you. That's for sure. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. The the uh, mask police are in full effect at Disneyland resort. That's for sure. That uh, keeps them employed. Yeah. In in a roundabout way. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. So that's, that's all I really read about the, the, what'd you call it? The earnings meeting? I always forget what they're called. Yeah. The quarter one earnings call. Yeah. So basically that was the last, 
that was what October 1st through December 31st is their first quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So they use the, the fiscal year and not the calendar year. So, Oh, Bob JPEG also mentioned that he believes Disneyland will remain closed, uh, through the second quarter, which goes through the beginning of April. Right. All right. Well, maybe they're open for, uh, Disney's birthday in July. Uh, that's what I think. I don't, I think it's unlikely that we'll see a spring attempt of opening. Um, yeah. I think the earliest they'll try to do it will be July. Yeah. I think if they're going to do it, they're going to try to do it in July like they did last year. And I think that'll be the earliest attempt we see. Yeah. Toward the end of this article, it just says neither Bob Chapek nor CFO Christine McCarthy hazarded a guess on a Disneyland opening date. So they're not even guessing. They guessed and people get excited and then. Disneyland stays closed. Yeah, so, they learned their lesson with uh, yeah. when things shut down at the right. beginning of the pandemic last year. And it's like, okay, we're going to shut down for how long did they shut down initially? Was it a 30 days or was it less than 30 days? I think initial shutdown was two weeks, I thought. Oh, and then, I they, were, then they started weeks. Then they started reevaluating and then it turned into another two weeks. And then, and then it became it, indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. At, at some point it began or became uh, – July, uh, in, you know, in July. And then after that, they're like, yeah, we're just, we're closed indefinitely. Uh, yeah. yeah. So let's just, let's just not even talk about it anymore. Right. <laughs> so, uh, on a, on a good note, I guess, uh, you you missed it by a few days, but Disney California Venture did celebrate their 20th anniversary on mm-hmm. February 8th. Uh, unfortunately yeah. they were not open to be fully celebrated, but February 8th, 2001, Disney California Venture Park opened. A park that looked a lot different, I think, than it does today, uh, with the big, big renovation uh, a few years after it opened. Um, and I was talking to Cody. Um, we had den- done an episode very early in our, in our podcast life, and uh, we 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 refer to it as the last episode because it didn't record right. I c- it wasn't very good audio. You couldn't understand us, but it was all about Disney California Adventure, and it was around this time in uh what 2019 that we did the episode i thought it was a great episode i I mean i did like research all week on you know all the original attractions and this and that and so we'll probably have to record another one soon yeah Uh, so i even i even went and looked back at zencaster which we used to record the episodes to see if uh if the bad audio was still there maybe it turned good but it it, i I didn't save it so uh, it is not there so we, we should have been on what, episode 58 now, but we're only on 57 because we lost an episode. So, yeah. Um, let's see what else news. Um, I, I mentioned I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm just going to mention it and then we're going to move on because uh, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to get upset. But uh, this week, Disney did terminate uh, the, I guess, the contractor fire, uh, Gina Carano from The Mandalorian. Um, and that's really all I'm going to say. So <laughs> if you want to know about it, go, uh, go to the internet, pull it up, read it. Um, yeah. we probably shouldn't talk about it too much or we might get, kicked off of <laughs> we, we might get for forever. We might get canceled. Um, so, uh, so she, she played, uh, what was her name in the show? I just went blank. Uh, Cara Dune, Cara yeah. Dune. Yeah. Cara, Cara Dune. Uh, yeah. She wasn't in every episode, but she was, you know, she was in some, some of the episodes. I, 
I enjoyed her part in the show. There was a chance she was getting a spinoff and, um, but now she is not, and I haven't heard anything if they're going to replace the character or if they're just going to write the character off. Uh, I just assume they write her off if it's not going to be her. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any thoughts before we move on? Uh, Cause that's all I'm going to say for right now. About Gina? <laughs> you know what? I think it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think I better not say anything either. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think it's horrible. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I think a, a business has a, a right to terminate their employees, whatever they want to. But I think that in, I think it's tough when a company starts being, that's trying to be as diverse as possible, but then seems to have, um, differing opinions when one actor says something and then another actor says something similar and they get rid of that person. It just seems weird. And That's- the, 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 the problem is you can't really have a conversation because people are so polarized by stuff like this that you know. if you're on one side, then you think the other side is completely stupid and, and filled with idiots. And if you're on the other side uh, too far, then you think the same thing of the others. And it's like, most people I think are really kind of in the middle, but it's impossible to have a conversation about this kind of stuff anymore. So with that being said, I think I'm done talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cody, got anything or just move on? Um, It's probably just best to move on. All right. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be anxiously awaiting season three of the Mandalorian to see what they do. So yes. uh, Yes. Uh, and speaking of another Dis- or, uh, Disney Plus, Disney Plus uh, television show, WandaVision, aired episode six today. I got a chance to watch it. I'm pretty sure Cody got a chance to watch it. Yep. And I definitely know James hasn't even seen episode one. So, Not yet. But not yet. But I did today in California Adventure. They did have a photo <laughs> op, a WandaVision photo op. And my wife was nice enough to sit in line with me for 30 minutes <laughs> to take that picture. So with our masks on, we had our masks on. So even though I have not seen the show, I have sat on set kind of (laughs) to take a picture. So all right. Neither one of neither one of you have done that, have you? (laughs) Have not, have not. But we've seen all six episodes of WandaVision. So we knew we would have known what we were standing in front of. Yeah, I'm sitting there. I have no idea what I'm looking at. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> Bunch of old TVs. Yeah. So just like the, oh, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know what happened in episode six, we're going to talk about it, and I will put a warning in the show notes. Oh, um, yeah. Um, you know who you are. Skip ahead. Yes, yes. So, James, if you're listening to this, skip ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Plug your ears. <laughs> Take a bathroom break. Come back. <laughs> Earmuffs. You yeah, gotta go get a drink. Uh, all right. So episode six started out kind of like the last couple episodes, where it's gonna it's gonna resemble a you know a, a thirty minute uh, episode of some show from the nineties, and it, it reminded me a, a little bit of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, that's what my wife said. It was yeah. very. I never and actually. I don't think I've ever seen Malcolm in the Middle. I, I've seen a few episodes, but and the way they they reacted with the camera. Uh, right, talking like directly to the audience, uh, mm-hmm. and then they would move on to the next person, and they would say it. It, it was very Malcolm in the Middle-ish, um, especially where they were doing it 
in the perspective or it was one of the twins that was speaking to the camera or the audience. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Wander. It wasn't one of the adults. Right. It was one of the children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pietro had a big role in this one. Um, and I'll, I'll just say what it says here in this uh, little article. Uh, he was called a man child by, by his sister. Cause he was, you know, playing with the kids and just being a kid and, um, let's see what else happened. Uh, cause I mean the, the big thing that happened was at the end. Um, yeah. Um, but it was, it was, it was, it was Halloween time in, uh, the town of, uh, I just, I'm blank, Westview, uh, Westview, New Jersey. Uh, so, uh, Wanda was dressed up kind of like a devilish. She, she called herself something. And to me, it looked like a devil costume, but it was, uh, what was she? I don't, I don't remember the costume that, Oh, what, oh, what she I, called it. I don't remember what she really called it either, but it, it's very reminiscent of the Scarlet Witch costume from the comics. True. Vision yeah. was wearing something very reminiscent of the outfit that Vision wore in the comics. Vision's like green in the comics. So that's why he was wearing a lot of green in this Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see what else happened. They went trick or treating. Um, Vision kind of lied and said he was going to do the neighborhood watch thing because he, obviously, being suspicious from the last couple episodes, he's trying to figure out what's going on, and he wanders, he wanders off to the edge of Westview and, um, where people are, not acting right. You know, they're just kind of, they're standing still or they're they're doing something over and over again. Like that guy was moving a pumpkin or whatever. He was putting it down or picking it up, putting it down, picking it up. They just weren't acting right. The closer you got to the border of Westview. So uh, yeah, closer you got to the border of Westview, but I also think it's the further away they were from Wanda. Wanda, yeah. It almost seemed like in a like a set or something, and they all have like their markers. Right. And as the like the main focus or the camera comes closer to that location, those people that are further down the shot are kind of just waiting for their cue, and then they start moving or doing whatever they're doing. So as the camera pans over them, as the scene moves across, they're doing whatever they're doing, Um, but they haven't necessarily been doing that the entire time in the background. So that what it seemed like they were just far enough away from the center of the action to where they're just kind of props at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the, uh, during the, or during the scene when, uh, when visions get ready to leave, uh, it, it seems like, in this article it talks about that Wanda's giving vision a little more free will to do what he wants. And when he says what he's going to do, she's like, but you're not supposed to. And then mm-hmm. she cuts herself off. Cause she realized she, she, she doesn't want to let him in on what's going on, even though I think she knows he knows. Um, yeah. So, uh, and it, yeah, it says here, as vision gets farther away from Wanda, he finds that the townspeople are going in loops or just standing still hinting at the limit of her influence on them at that point. And like Cody said, as she, as she would get closer to them, mm-hmm. then yeah, they, they, they would start to move. Um, then he, then he finds Agnes just sitting in her car, uh, near the edge of town, near the edge of town, right there at what's it, Ellis Boulevard. I think that's yep. where she told her kids not to go past. Cause after that you get to a field and then you get to the border, uh, okay. and then of the hex. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, vision does this thing and kind of wakes Agnes up when she says, uh, 
she refers to him as an Avenger. And then she tells him that he's dead and says that Wanda won't let them leave town. Uh, okay. So interesting thing about that is while watching, we've kind of already gathered the information that vision is dead. Wanda's doing something, whether he's been fully reanimated or something like that. But yes, vision did die. Nothing's changed there. It's not been retconned or anything. Right. The weird thing about it, though, is Vision says to Agnes, what's an Avenger? Right. Because He's not even familiar with the concept of who the Avengers are for whatever reason. Vision as a character now, I don't think remembers anything prior to him being, I, I don't want to use the word resurrected, but you know, brought back to his TV life by Wanda. Yeah, and I, so, I think that's true. I think yeah. he, because I think that was maybe possibly mentioned by him in an earlier episode where you had that weird jump edit in like the third episode maybe where he's talking to Juan. It's like, something's not right. right. I don't, I don't remember my life before this. And then yeah. there's the weird jump editing, which was intentional um, because that's was to show Wanda manipulating the situation kind of reverted the scene and kind of cropped that out of it. Yeah. Very interesting take on storytelling this this show has taken right <laughs> uh and then you we got the boys who we start to discover now they do have some superpowers they do have some superpowers uh, is it i forgot which one tommy or billy has the basically the power like pietro uh mm -hmm. running around like crazy uh and then we come to find out that the other uh the other kid the other son boy uh went uh, vision gets in trouble when, cause vision actually steps out of the hex or, you know, uh, he can hear him or know what's going on. He knows that his dad's in trouble. Yeah. He could see things that his dad was seeing. Right. Right. So that's his superpowers. So uh, like telekinetic type stuff. Right. And then at that point, Wanda then starts to expand the Westview barrier uh, to bring vision. Cause once vision steps out, he, it's, 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 it's almost like the snap. He's, he starts to fall apart and looks like he's going to go, maybe go back to the form he was when, when Wanda took him. Well, it seemed to me that the, the barrier, cause it's, it's kind of like an energy field that they've talked about on the outside of it before. And it kind of sucked Monica in, in an earlier episode. Um, it seemed like it was working against him. And it was actively trying to pull him back in as he was trying to force his way out. And I just right. think between his power of trying to get out and its power of forcing him back in, that it was pulling him apart. Yeah. Into pieces. Right. Um, and then, yeah, as Wanda expands the barrier to keep him inside, um, he kind of goes back to normal. All of his pieces are back together he looks fine he's kind of laying there on the ground probably physically exhausted from trying to escape the barrier but he's fine as far as we can tell and anything that as the barrier progresses because the um camp or base that's been set up outside of westview by sword um as it expands it alters everything as we've seen before to fit the narrative with what's inside. So as the barrier expands, everything within that changes to the theme as well. Right. Yeah. The 
kind of part of it's a yeah the car lot changes to a used car lot the the i think the sword headquarters changes into like a circus type environment with the sword agents being clowns yes uh, so a few people did get away from the expanding um barrier i, I guess the sword director uh tyler hayward a few of the people in his car monica and jimmy got away yeah. uh, oh, but somebody showed, that did get caught in it was Darcy Darcy. Yeah. She was someone had ha hand handcuffed her to the car and she couldn't go anywhere. So, yeah. Uh, but that's, you didn't, you didn't see her on the inside. In, in, inside. Yeah. You no, just, saw so we'll see that. I'm assuming next yeah. episode, I'm hoping next episode, we finally get to see who this person is that Monica has been talking about this astrophysicist or whatever he's supposed to be that she texted in the previous episode before tonight's episode. And right. she said that she was going to meet him just on the other side of the, the ridge or whatever mountain. Right. Um, and that's why her and Jimmy were not caught in it because they, they had already left before everything started to break down. Right. Right. Uh, the ad in this one, I, I didn't, I didn't know, know any of, uh, or know anything from past, uh, mm -hmm. Marvel movies where it tied in and I, 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 so I, so I Googled it and the yo magic, the snack for survivors says it's a super unsettling ad, but it doesn't appear to be as a direct of a reference as the previous ad. This website alludes that, um, basically it's a boy starving on a small Island. The shark surfs in, gives them some magic themed yogurt, but then the kid can't open it. And, he ages and as he's aging, he's the skin's disappearing and then he's just bones. Um, it said this could be alluding to what's really going on in the show. A predator, uh, Agnes, approaches a desperate person, Wanda, with a false offer of salvation, but it's an illusion. Uh, it's unclear what the shark gets out of it in this case, maybe the boy's souls. So I, that's just one website's, yeah. I, it was a creepy looking commercial, but I was like, yeah, because I opened the yogurt. It, it is highly speculated and almost confirmed very indirectly, but we don't have a lot of concrete evidence. But if you, if you know your comics and you know, if, if you've looked at theories that are going around online for this show, Agnes is, is believed to be a character from the comics by the name of Agatha Harkness. And if you take Agatha and Harkness and jam them together, you get Agnes. Um, and in the comics, Agatha Harkness is a witch um, and she works alongside or for the devil character in the Marvel universe, in the Marvel comics, who is called Mephisto. And he's like the MCU's version of the devil. Hmm. And so uh, in the comics, uh, Wanda makes kind of like a deal with the devil a deal with Mephisto in order to have children. Um, and the only way that she was able to have children loose air quotes with vision, given the fact that vision's not human, he's a human like synthesoid. Um, the Mephisto lends a part of his being to her children, um, in order to manifest bodies for them. Right. And so it, it kind of goes kind of in depth and takes some weird turns after that in the comics, but yeah, 
So I'll read, I'll, I'll kind of go over this real quick with you. Cause you mentioned the, the twins and all that. Uh, it says the intro of uh, episode six pays homage to Malcolm in the middle, but it doesn't actually fit the episodes 1990s theme. Cause Malcolm in the middle ran from 2000 to 2006. So it missed the nineties. Right. And it also it says it also shows Agnes hanging out with the twins, hinting that they may be her true objective is the twins, the boys. Yeah. Uh, in the little sitcom intro, Mm-hmm. she's the she's with the twins yeah yeah it says the movie's playing at the westview theater uh when you see that part they were released years apart the parent trap remake came out in 1998 while the incredibles came out in 2004 however their themes are appropriate for this show being that the former is about twins trying to reunite their separated parents and with the latter being about a family with superheroes or superpowers so yeah and this family does have superpowers so and the parents are divided right now in more than one way. Yeah. And even one of the kids mentions it. He says something about them. Not, I don't want to say, I don't remember if he said fighting or something, but when they were playing video games, he kind of looked at the camera and yeah. talked about, cause his uh, Wanda and vision were in the back kind of arguing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that was episode six kind of in a really rough, quick thing. So if you were, if you had left us for a while, you're more than welcome to come back now. James, <clears throat> James, go ahead and come back. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Saludos, amigos. <laughs> uh, so yeah, episode six was good. Uh, obviously, I mean, as you're going through these episodes, episode seven, you should like more than episode six and episode eight should be better than episode seven. Cause you move along and then we'll end it with episode nine and, uh, from what Cody was mentioning, that's probably it because you know, I'll probably just spin off into other things. Yeah. So um, until next week, we'll get episode seven. Uh, I'll have to ask my daughter if she watched it because um, she's she's been keeping up too. Oh, good. So good. Uh, she really likes it. Um, and then I got of any of your sons, Jordan? No. No, they haven't even watched The Mandalorian. So <sighs> what? Yeah. Yeah. What? Are you sure they're going on? What is going on in Wyoming? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're doing other things. And then I got a couple of people at work who they're like, like yeah, what? I, what are they doing? I don't know. Going to school, playing video games. Uh, going to school? It's COVID. Nobody's going to school. No, we're, we're going to school. The state of Wyoming has been going to school since the beginning now, of the wait year. wait a second. When you say they haven't watched Mandalorian, do you mean like either season or they just haven't watched season two yet? <laughs> or are they either- just like... Like a season, like an episode, and they just haven't watched anymore. Like what, either what? season, either season. Calvin doesn't watch a lot of TV, anyways. Uh, so, but Jordan, I, I don't know why he hasn't. I keep asking him. Well, I've got other shows I need to finish first. I was like, pause what those shows, shows and move. Pause I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, even Was a guy, watching a couple, Fuller House or what? What's he got going on? <laughs> he, he might be. He might be. A couple guys at work said they they try to watch it. They're like, yeah, I try to watch it. I got to episode two. I just I just can't get into it. I was like, well, you need to watch episode three. And then, can't get into it. yeah, that's yeah. Well, hold on, James, have you watched One Division yet? Hey, we're not talking about One Division. <laughs> no, no, we're I'm talking, talking about. I'm talking about One Division now with the people at work. Oh, okay, okay, uh, they, yeah. Okay. yeah. They, gotcha. uh, they uh, can't get past episode two. They're like, it's just, it doesn't yeah. make sense. I was like, you need to keep yeah. watching it. 
Yeah, I think for that See, show, so that's what's probably interesting weird. about that is the reason they released episode one and two together when the show premiered was because you had to watch both episodes to get the hook. Yeah. They baited you at the end of that second episode. Second episode, yeah. And then so it made you want to watch the third. And by the time you finally get to the third episode, the first two episodes pay off. Mm-hmm. You get rewarded for making it to, to episode three. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's because it's a slow starter and it doesn't make sense, but it's designed to not make sense until you get further into the season. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Because this this show specifically before it ever came out, and we were just getting the trailers. I was skeptical of this show. I did not have high hopes for this show, yeah. and I can say it's easily up there as one of my favorite TV shows up there with Mandalorian. Hmm. Yeah, you have the to let us know what you think. Creating this right is just fantastic. I'm I'm anxious to watch it. I need to watch it. Yeah. All right. So I think that's all the Disney type news stuff I have. Did you guys have anything else? A um, couple other things real quick. Um, we were going to talk about Disney announcing that they're going to do a ticketed event in March, mm. kind of like a, a food and wine festival. What did, what did Cody call it? He called it something. Uh, food and wine. How did I say it? I, yeah, I said it was a food and wine esque inspired festival. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, no, uh, indication of when tickets are going on sale for that. I mean, obviously before the middle of March, cause they've announced that it'll be in the middle of March, but, um, I will definitely be trying to get tickets for that. And then I don't know if you guys have heard a rumor that going around at the same time that they've started bringing back cast members, um, to reopen main street in Disneyland, kind of like they are for Buena Vista. So I don't know if you guys have heard that or not, that there's a, I have, and, and I can tell you why I think that rumor is going around. Okay. Okay. Welcome to Cody's corner. So <laughs> Cody's corner. <laughs> so here's the reason why I think that rumor is going. Around. I'll put that on a list of things I'll never do again. <laughs> No, that was great. That might have even been better than mine. <laughs> All right, Cody's corner. Take it away. Okay. All right. So <laughs> the reason I think that rumor is going around is because unless so here here's my here's my thoughts about it. They've they've announced that this food and wine type thing, hard ticketed event that they're gonna do. Uh, is going to be take place in Disney California Adventure. Right now, they're using Disney California Adventure, at least part of it. Uh, Buena Vista Street, like half of Hollywood Boulevard and halfway, you know, kind of just past that picture spot you were just talking about Mm -hmm. across the entrance from a current Avengers campus. Um, Unless the Food and Wine Festival... Kind of because the Food and Wine Festival kind of started in that corridor past Carthay Circle. It kind of started there and then it branched out into the rest of the park there past it. Right. Unless they kind of post cast members there or maybe even at the hub um, in California Adventure at Carthay Circle and say, you can't come past this point unless you have the the ticket or the wristband that says you've paid for the, the food festival, then the only other way to go about it is 
the whole park, whatever they're allowing you to access at least, now becomes part of the hard ticketed event. So now that people are used to going into a place to shop and get a Disneyland churro and a chimichanga and a pretzel, now what do you do with those people? Just say, well, on on the days that we're doing the festival, you just don't get any extra places to go except for downtown Disney. I think they're going to, on the days they do the festival, um, because it's not going to be every day from what it sounds like. It's going to be certain days of the week, probably for a few weeks, and they'll see how it goes. On the days that they're running that event are going to be the days that they open up Main Street uh, to compensate for the closure of DCA and Plano Vista Street because of the ticketed event. And so then then those people that aren't in the ticketed event can go inside of at least Main Street. I don't know how much more that that they'll open, but I think at least Main Street down to the hub. You can take your picture in front of the castle. I doubt you'll be able to go into any of the lands, but at least the Main main Street and the hub. You can go shop in the Emporium and the other stores. Go get some fried chicken at the end of the street. Yeah, I bet you that's going to be an option. And so you get all your little vendor carts in the hub and in in the square up front, popcorn and churro and things like that. Um, so that's why I think that that rumor is going around. They're going to use that to offset the closure of DCA when they're running the ticketed event. Could they have the Food and Wine Festival over in Disneyland? I mean, it's sure you could because those carts are mobile. You could put them wherever you wanted. Um they've just been doing the food and wine right. over in DCA and right. Right. So, yeah, no, that sounds like a, a pretty solid theory there. I think that you're probably right. That's probably a good up, good chance that that's going to happen that, or they could just keep it, you know, in that corridor where the festival used to start, just be like, oh, if you want to come past here, you got to prove that you've purchased the ticket. And mm-hmm. if not, sorry, you have the rest of DCA to explore, but you can't come any further beyond this point, which wouldn't be that difficult to do. I think that's still very much a real possibility. And they could just be looking to add Main Street as an extension of downtown Disney, like they're doing with Buena Vista Street. And just now they've kind of worked out the kinks with doing it with DCA. And now they're like, it's still probably going to be a while before we're actually open. Let's, let's give the people Main Street. Right. So those those are I think are two likely possibilities. With and then more people get COVID and then let's take Main Street away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's not very optimistic. <laughs> I did hear that that vaccination center that they've got uh, up at the Toy Story parking lot has uh, administered over a hundred thousand vaccines. So so. I was reading something about the vaccine in general today that it's only good for a certain amount of months. Have you guys heard that? I, I didn't read the article. I did see something that I just skimmed the headline and it said uh, coronavirus vaccine may be a yearly thing. Okay. And that doesn't surprise me because the flu vaccine is too. I guess so. I mean, if you yeah. get the, if you, if you regularly get your flu vaccine, you're getting it every flu season. Right. That is true. Good point. So yeah. it's yeah, I, I think it's a little bit different than like your your measles and your chicken pox vaccines that last for years upon years. Um, 
I think it's going to be, I think it's very similar to the flu vaccine where it's going to be, you got to get it every year. Now I did hear that there's a third vaccine that uh, is trying to go through FDA approval right now. That is only a single dose where the current vaccines that are available right now to people are, uh, you got to do one dose and then two or three weeks later, you got to get another dose. So hopefully um, the single dose usage will become more widespread for people to take advantage of and make it easier all the way around for people that want to have the vaccine be able to have. So, all right. And what else did you have, Jamie? You said, you said something else. Uh, I said, I said two things, but they ended up being related. So they kind of became the same thing. Okay. One was the food and wine festival and the other was the rumor about main street. Main street. Okay. All right. Good deal. All right. All right. Well, if that's all the news we have, we can move on to our main topic. Uh, And something I've said five times before this, if you haven't been watching the last couple episodes, we are watching all the Disney animated feature films, which this one barely made it as a feature length film. Uh, It is a, very short what is it 42 minutes i believe yes 42 minutes so uh they said it was too long to be a short but it wasn't quite long enough to be a feature film but we're gonna make it an animated feature film so uh and that movie is saludos amigos Out of these spectacular scenes, the gay, colorful rhythms of Brazil at Mardi Gras time, the pulse-pounding sweep of the pampas, the exotic beauty of Peru, Argentina, Brazil, out of the romantic laughter of dashing gauchos and carefree dancers comes the inspiration for Walt Disney's glorious new musical feature, Saludos Amigos. Introducing you to the dancing llamas of Peru. And Pedro, the baby airplane who has to fly the mail all by himself because his partner has a car. Bringing you Goofy in a new setting. And Donald trying his best to learn that tantalizing South American dance, the samba, from his Brazilian friend, Joe Carioca. To the tempo of that top hit tune, Brazil. And I'm going to apologize to the entire South American community for this episode because I am going to mispronounce many, many things. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, we, will, <laughs> we will see how it goes. So Saludos Amigos came out in 1940. It should have been originally 1942. It premiered actually in Rio de Janeiro. August 24th, 1942, and did not make its U.S. premiere in Boston until February 6th, 1943. And then it made its general, it was generally released to the public on February 19th, 1943. So we are coming up on, uh, in a couple days, the what, the 80, or the, 2023 will be 80 years, so 78 years since this movie has come out. Um, And we'll get 
I know James has a few thoughts about it, but let me give some of the details first and then we'll, we'll find out what he thinks about it. It was the sixth Disney animated feature film. Like I said, too short to be a short, uh, or too long to be a short, but, uh, so they, so they made it into a feature film and it was the first of six of the package films that we're going to talk about, or they also call them the wartime era films that Walt Disney, (laughs) it's going to be a long, yeah, that Walt (laughs) Disney productions did in the 1940s. Uh, This one's set in Latin America. Uh, It's compiled, it's composed of four different segments, um, which are the first one is uh, Donald Duck. He's an American tourist uh, visiting Lake Titicaca. There's a section about Pedro, uh, a small plane named Pedro that's set in Santiago, Chile. And then we get a goofy episode with uh, he's an American cowboy and he gets mysteriously implanted into Argentina as a gaucho. And it's, it kind of follows the theme of the, uh, of the uh, goofy how to um, shorts. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, which I'm going to mispronounce, I think uh, aqua aqua aquarella do Brazil uh, is the last one. We're introduced to a new character named Jose Carioca. Uh, he's a parrot from Rio de Janeiro that hangs out with Donald Duck. Uh, and they drink some uh, cachaca. I don't know. Have you ever had cachaca? No. Either it's an alcoholic drink or it's very hot because uh, Donald Duck was blowing out some fire. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a movie with animation mixed in with actual footage of um, Disney – uh, Walt Disney and uh, some people from his studio who took the trip down to South America. And uh, this was as it was part of a, uh, like a Disney goodwill tour of South America that was sponsored by or facilitated by Nelson Rockefeller. Um, as kind of a, we were, we were in the middle of the war and we were, we were trying to make some good neighbors with our, with our, with the folks down South. Um, and at that time, Mickey Mouse and Disney characters were, were very popular in Latin America so they got this group of people together to go down for a Goodwill tour and they uh, filmed it and they actually turned it into a, a, a movie. So um, Disney, I don't think, had to spend any money on this uh, film. So that was good for him. It was all profit because it was uh, – he was, <laughs> I was Because that was going to be my question. It was like I know some of – I know up until this point none of the movies have profited on their original releases. But I was like, has this movie ever profited money? <laughs> Yeah. So the film was given federal loan guarantees and because at the time Disney was a little overextended and uh, the European markets were closed by the war. Uh, at that time, also Disney was struggling with some labor unrest and the strike was going, the, the animator strike was going on at that time. Uh, right. Cause he left the country during the middle of the strike. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so it involves like, 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 like I said, actual live footage of, you know, Latin American cities, uh, they were in Argentina. They were in Chile. They were in Peru. Uh, and what's the other place they were in? Um, it just went out of my head. Santiago, Argentina. Oh, uh, Rio, Brazil. Uh, Rio de, de Janeiro. So um, so it actually it made at the box office about $1.1 million. Um, and as far as I know, I'm not sure Disney put in any of his own money. So. Did you say billion? No, no, mi- million. Okay. Did I say billion? I meant if if I said billion, I meant million. One point okay. one. It was one million one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars. Okay. So, yeah, billion would have been amazing back in nineteen forty-three. I mean, <laughs> Disney Company would have been set up forever. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so yeah, that that's the basic of it. Uh, of the, of the thing the the, the four episodes, which these package films that we're going to start talking about are basically smaller episodes combined into one movie. Um, Lake, Lake Titicaca is a segment about Donald duck visiting the lake, meets some locals. And he has, uh, he has some run-ins with a llama. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, is about a small airplane, uh, and it's reminiscent of the movie planes. It's kind of the almost, I mean, I could see where maybe they got the idea for cars and planes from that. Uh, well, and even from short the movie planes specifically, the the way that the plane was drawn, the face and everything on the plane, the character, the character, the caricature of the plane is very reminiscent of right of that. Right. So this this small plane, he's a he's the son of a bigger plane who delivers mail. Uh, it was very Goldilocks, a Papa plane, Mama plane, Mama plane, plane, plane. yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so the 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 Papa's plane is job is to uh, fly mail from Santiago, Chile to, uh, or from Mendoza to Santiago, Chile, I think, or vice versa. Uh, but uh, the dad ends up getting sick; he can't deliver the mail. So guess what? San Pedro gets to take his first trip. Uh, and delivers some mail. So it's just his, over his the Andes mountains. Yeah. His journey over the mountains to deliver mail. Uh, so, so the dad couldn't deliver the mail. Why couldn't the mom, do you remember what was yeah, the reason? She was, uh, she had high, uh, high oil pressure. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was the only thing that made me laugh. In this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she couldn't deliver cause she had high oil pressure. So, uh, very, that was, that, that was humorous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, El, El Gaucho Gufo, uh, El Gaucho Goofy, uh, basically <laughs> I can't talk tonight. Not only can I not pronounce the words, I can't speak at all. Um, he gets mysteriously taken from, uh, America and put into the shoes of a gaucho in Argentina. Um, that, that one was kind of funny, but I like the, I like the goofy, uh, kind of how to stuff. So, um, I liked him taking a big old drag on a cigarette cigarette. Yeah. Now for, <laughs> for a while there, it was back, it's back on Disney plus, but for a while there, that was actually edited out, um, yeah. of the, of the movie. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, it says the edited version of the sequence was used. Um, Oh, for, for Disney plus it was used despite the disclaimer. So at the beginning it had, it said it had outdated cultural depictions and tobacco usage. So, um, I guess when Disney Plus first came out, they according to this, without I'm reading, they had the edited version on there with him not smoking. But now it's back with the with the smoking. So I mean, so did they see. also edit out Walt Disney's smoking? Because in the where we actually saw him, he had right. a cigarette in his hand too. I don't know. I don't know if they did or not. Uh, but I just I, thought it was interesting because he was very oh, well. And the only thing I'm basing this off is, is of the portrayal of him in saving Mr. Banks is mm -hmm. that in that, and maybe it's because it was, I don't know, 20 years later, but he didn't like, he didn't care for people to see him smoke. Right. And maybe his perception on smoking had changed over the course of the years. But right. the, in that scene that we saw in this movie, he was in a room full of people smoking and, yeah. you know, it was probably more commonplace in the forties compared to the early sixties when that scene in, Saving Mr. Banks was taking place, right. but 
I know I have a file on my computer, a, a folder. Whenever I find a picture of Disney smoking, I always save that picture and throw it in there. Because uh, a lot of photos were edited. Uh, and a lot of people, I, I saw something the other day. It says, do you know why a lot of people think Walt Disney always pointed with two hands or two fingers in his picture? He said he wasn't pointing with two fingers. They just edited cigarette. out the cigarette. Yeah. So uh, it looked like he was pointing with the two fingers. But no, really, there was a cigarette in there. They just edited it out of the photo. So, uh, and no, then the I've last one points with two fingers. Two fingers. <laughs> uh, and then the last, uh, the last segment was Aquarella do Brazil. Um, and we were introduced to a new character, Jose, like I said, Carioca from Rio de Janeiro. And him and Donald Duck have, have some fun, have a good time. Uh, it shows Jose smoking a cigar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Donald's fire breath lights it, lights a cigar. <laughs> Yeah. So those were the four segments or four. Yeah. Four different segments from the, uh, from, from the movie. My favorite, I I'll just say my favorite was L L Gaucho goofy. I just like, I, I like goofy like James. I did think that was kind of humorous when they said why she couldn't deliver. Cause they, they said, and the mom can't deliver because she has high oil pressure. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so it's up to the sun. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'll wait to share my ranking of the movie till we hear from James and uh, and uh, Cody. Um, but so, yeah, I got no, I got, I got no more to say about the movie that I can think of. But I'll sure I'll chime in on some stuff that James and Cody says. So okay, well, mine might be short. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did want to say this was the first time that I had watched the movie through the the whole thing together. I had watched clips of El Gaucho Goofy on YouTube or clips of uh, Pedro um, and the, the one with Jose. Uh, but I, I had never sat down and watched it in, in sequence with the with the live action stuff in, you know, in between and then traveling throughout South America. So. Right. So there you go. Jose Karaoke. Is that his name? I, I think it's pronounced Karaoke. Yeah, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> Well, this is the first time I've seen this movie at all. I don't think I've ever even seen it split up into its different okay. segments. So. Did you did you know about the character Jose? Yeah, or had, had I mean, ever I, seen him? Because yeah, I think I've seen him in different things. I mean, he's in the Three Caballeros, also, right? Right, right. Um, so I recognize him. Um, if you had asked me two weeks ago what his name was, I don't think I would have known. Okay. Um, but I mean, the movie—it's not that it's horrible. It's just. I don't know. To me, it's just, you know, I don't know. I guess I think last week or the week before, Jason, I think you mentioned something about maybe these package films we should put, like maybe watch two of them for one episode. And I think I'd be good to just watch the next five before next week. Just get them all out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I guess the shorts are okay. It's just when I'm sitting down to watch a movie, this type of movie is not, what I'm expecting to see, I guess. And so I'm watching it and it's like, they're okay. But I think I just get frustrated from the fact that this is being sold to me as a movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know, I guess that's horrible that, you know, but that's just kind of what I'm thinking as I'm watching it. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just watching and thinking of other things to do. <laughs> So did you, was there, was there anything in like, well, you mentioned the, the, the uh, mama plane. Was there anything else that you thought was good? I mean, or funny or 
that, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, you know, I, I mentioned that that was the only thing that I laughed at. I mean, there's a couple yeah. different things, you know. I mean, right. obviously, uh, the characters Donald and Goofy are, are great characters, and and uh, um, they have tons of movies, not movies, tons of different cartoons and stuff that they've been in. So they have a lot of different things. So those watching those are good. Um, I like those and watching their little, uh, segments by themselves. I think we're okay. It's just, like I said, I just get kind of like, this just doesn't seem like a movie to me. And I don't know, you know, as I look at the ones coming up, I know the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is a movie that I like a lot. And really when I like, when I talk about liking that movie, I like the, the Ichabod crane part, the second part. Um, but the next ones that are coming up, the the Three Caballeros, Make My Music, Fun and Fancy Free. I don't think I've seen any of these movies. Okay. Um, to me, they just don't seem like movies to me, I guess. I don't know, which I guess is maybe kind of harsh. I don't know. No, but no, fair. That, that, that's fair. That's, that's just kind of... Not the know, first. Just, not the first time I've heard something like that said right. about this time period of movies. So. Now, and, and if you were to take these four different segments and say we were doing a different show where we were going to take random shorts and, and, and talk about them and rate them, then I might rate them completely different and have a completely different feel. But as we're talking about animated features, mm-hmm. that's as a movie, I just, me personally, I, I, I'm watching this and just thinking, right. I, I don't care for it. That's me. Now I did like it better than Fantasia. I'll tell you that. <laughs> wow. Okay. And and Fantasia. so <laughs> we're gonna do the three caballeros. See, I, I when I'm not when I'm not recording this podcast all day long, I can say that name of that movie. But as soon right. as you start recording, so I, I was sitting at work today. I was like, I was saying it. I was saying. It, I was saying. It, I was like, why can't I do that when I get in front of the mic? So, so the, the, the movie three capybaras. Yeah, yeah. The movie about those three guys. Um, Ready to do next? I think I think we we will combine like make my music and all that together. Um, and cool. I just got make my music in the mail yesterday. I sent you guys the picture. So uh, I saw um, that mine came a couple days ago. Yeah. So if you want me to watch it and send it to you, I will, Cody. I looked on YouTube to see if you can just rent it because sometimes mm-hmm. you can rent it for like two ninety nine. Because I was thinking just pay two ninety nine to watch it because that would be cheaper yeah. than than me sending you the movie and you having to pay postage to send it back. You uh, could uh, record it and then just email me a recording. I, I can, so I could I could break the law. I think you better edit that part out right there. Let's, let's make a note. Let's make a note of the recording at one hour and twenty seven minutes. You listen to that and edit that out. I was going to say post it on YouTube, but then that might not be the best. But if you send it to me privately in a uh, secure email. Instead yeah. of instead of obviously breaking the law in front of the entire world, <laughs> just discreetly do it behind closed doors and we'll be okay. Hey, well, so I'll figure not harder. I'll figure out a way to either send it to you. Break the law, don't get caught. You don't need a driver's license unless you're getting pulled over. That's true. That's true. Nothing's illegal until you get caught, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I'll 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 send it to you if you want, or I can you can just look up the different segments in it and you can probably find the individual segments on youtube yeah I'll, I'll whether it's spark notes or something okay yeah there there you go um so back to uh back to this movie so so james didn't like it as much as or Not liked it more than fantasia but wasn't quite a fan yes. understandable like i said i've heard your argument you know said if i were 
if I were on a deserted island and I was dying and I had a choice of watching one of two movies before I died, and these are the two choices, I would choose this one over Fantasia. Okay. All right. Now, one I'd thing find I- a cliff. <laughs> find a tree and a rope. Uh- <laughs> if that's an option. I might do that too. So uh- we'd have to. We'd have to- now one, consider all my <laughs> one thing that I did um, uh, note, I think it was during the last segment where the guy was drawing as this somebody was singing and then they drew like the waterfall and the water going. Uh, so as far as you know, maybe n- not as a movie being as great as others, but I think of the animators that were doing that. And to me that, that the, the animation was good. I mean, I, I like the, the animation. The animation in that segment specifically was impressive. Yeah. The other animation sequences seemed pretty on par with what they've done right. in the past, but that right. one was a little more fluid, more moving parts yeah. involved, probably much more technical and took them longer to produce. Yeah. And so I will admire that. I, I just, I just think back to where they have to do like one sale and then they draw another sale where, the character barely moves. And then I got to draw another thing where just the, the time and the effort and well, yeah, especially talent. where some of those things in the scene are moving a lot faster than others to be able to, to draw it. And one thing's moving very slowly and one thing's moving very fast. Yeah. And yeah, everything talent, all be seamless and fluid as it's being played out. Yeah. A talent that I don't have. I mean, you would, you could spend six, seven months doing a scene that's 10 seconds long. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. The amount of work that, that, that goes into it. So, all right, Cody, what do you think? I mean, I, as a, as a whole, saludos amigos, as did you have any parts you enjoyed parts that you're like, yeah, this is stupid. So I for wa- me, I, I want to go cut my toenails instead or what, you know, <laughs> my, my, my toenails, I don't really have to ever cut mine. They don't really grow. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? You must have some type of deficiency or something. <laughs> um, this a little let's not let's talk about it later (laughs) okay um i'm kind of on the same side of the fence as james on this one um to me it's it's a sore excuse for a movie okay because really what they've done is they've taken shorts and segmented them together and have called it a movie Right now, um, do you do you give any credit or any uh, any uh, forgiveness for the time period they were in with what was going on? Uh, you know, European market being closed, et cetera. Trying trying to just put stuff out there so their name's still out there for the next eight or ten years. Or I mean, I I get that. Um, right, because yeah, taking all that into account, uh, one the studio is crippled in debt. Uh, majority of his animators are on strike or have left to go work for somebody else. Um, just everything going on in the war. Mm-hmm. It was a hard time to, to do anything anywhere right. in the world, right. unless you worked for a company that was manufacturing something for the war. Right. Which and they so, did do some wartime movies too, which don't fall into the feature length category, mm-hmm. but there are quite a few. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the more wartime propaganda with Donald and, <laughs> yeah. and things, Vic- things like that. Those Victory things I find interesting yeah. because they're shorts. I think like James, I would appreciate these much more if they were put out there as shorts. So while you were just talking a minute ago, my question is 
I'm assuming by stitching four shorts together, putting some creative transitions between them and just to kind of make it flow a little bit better and call it a movie by doing so it obviously had to have been more profitable. I mean, granted this one was all profit due to the natures of this specific film at the, uh, with the government grant and everything or loan or whatever it was, but doing it this way must be more profitable than just releasing shorts. And I guess that may be because when people went to the theater, they paid to see the movie, not to, they didn't pay to see the cartoon at the beginning of the movie. Um, and so maybe if you were just had a short, a little cartoon that played before whatever the feature film was, you just didn't get a lot of money out of it because the proceeds went to the the main film that was being shown. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know how it all worked back in the day, but, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I get that. That all plays into a factor, but I'm kind of like James. For me, it's not really a movie, but they were doing what they had to do to stay alive. Yeah. And I'm certainly glad they did because if they had just been like, you know what? we're in debt, the war, yada, yada, yada. My people don't want to work for me, any, me anymore. You know, the, I'm just calling it quits. I, I tried my best. You know, the Walt Disney company is done. Right. You know, if, if that had been the case, we'd, we'd live in an arguably different world, vastly different world because the icon of Mickey mouse, Disney parks across the world. Disney is a company and a name known in every country of the world, practically. So, um, am I glad they made this movie? Sure. Do I like it? It's not my favorite. Are you ever going to watch, watch it, again? it again? Probably not. <laughs> Only if for whatever reason in 10 years, we decide to do this again. <laughs> I thought I wouldn't have to watch Ichabod and Mr. Hode again, but here we are a year later, a little more than a year later, and I'm going to have to watch it yet again. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so there were certain seg uh, segments I liked. I liked the animation in that one, but that story wasn't my favorite. I'd right. say my favorite story out of the four segments was the ones about the planes. Um, I thought it was interesting. I, I'm assuming Donald was very popular in that era because Donald had two out of the four segments. Mickey wasn't anywhere in them. Goofy had one. And then the one with the plane was just about the plane. There was no Disney character. Involved. Yeah, they were all, they were, it was all original characters. And yeah. I have read many, many things that during a time back in the thirties and forties, there was a time when, when Donald Duck did surpass Mickey Mouse as a popular character. Uh, and so. I, and I really like Donald Duck. Oh yeah. Um, so well, look at my shirt. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Donald yeah. Duck is my favorite out of the fab five. Yeah. So, uh, he's my favorite and I, I like the old time Donald duck too. I like the, the voice acting. Um, it's much more inaudible than, uh, it's come to be nowadays. Yeah. Um, and do you know who did the voice audible, but you can Under, hear it, understandable but, or yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know who did the voice of Donald duck? Um, couldn't tell you. Yeah, to be honest. His, his name's Clarence Nash. Very talented. Okay, guy. I've heard that yeah. name before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought uh, it was Mel Blanc. <laughs> it was gonna be Mel Blanc at once. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> but at the last minute, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they cut him right. out. And they cut him out. Uh, sorry, Mel. Sorry, sorry for the 14th time we cut you out. Uh, he said something in the newspaper people didn't agree with. Well, yeah. So you're you're canceled there, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with that, you guys want to just share share our. Uh, our rankings of saludos amigos, which sure. in, which if you translate it means hello friends. Yes. Yes. So we'll let James go first. Cause I'm anxious to see what his. Okay. What his, and I mean, you don't really have to give a reason why, if you just want to blurt it out and be like, the reason why is why. So, well, I mean, you've kind of said the reason I, why. Yeah. I've, so. Yeah. I've said the reason why. And, and each of these I'm going through and looking at it in five different categories allowing 20 points in each one. So when I do that, uh, that gives me my final score. Um, and my final I, score. I will say that I really appreciate how methodical James is being his <laughs> scores. Because I will tell you every week, mine's completely off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate that James, not that I'm not taking it seriously. I don't want to imply that. Right. Um, right. But I appreciate that James is actually putting the effort and the thought and really trying to look at different aspects of the film uh, and giving it a honest score on the scale that he's created for himself. So bravo, yes. James. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So I on th- that scale that I, Oh, go ahead, Jason. I think we're going to be closer in score now that you went from everything you've said, I think we're going to be closer in score than I thought. I thought I'd be higher than both of you, but I, I think we're going to be pretty close. So, so, so I gave it, a 38. That's okay. what I gave it. 38. All right, Cody. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Cody's going to bring the average way, way, way down. <laughs> um, I did will you, say this. Did you enjoy it more than home on the range? <laughs> Even Fantasia is better than home on the range. <laughs> uh, well, your Fantasia score wasn't bad though. So, okay. What I was just about to say is I, I wished I was not as nice with Fantasia. Oh, okay. Because I'm wanting to rate this lower than Fantasia, but Fantasia, I definitely disliked more, but okay. I can't rate this lower because I've, I've set the bar with Fantasia. Okay. You set that bar too high. Interesting. It's exactly <laughs> what I did. I tried to give Fantasia the benefit of the doubt and now I regret it. I tried to be nice to it and it didn't deserve it. <laughs> that's that's rough. Yeah. Don't listen I gave to Fantasia him, at fifty four, and now I wished I had been closer to James's score with Fantasia. <laughs> In all honesty, I thought James had really set the bar low with Fantasia, but now that I've, <laughs> and now I feel bad about <laughs> Saludos Amigos, but now that I've seen Saludos Amigos, I wish that Fantasia I had twenty points lower so I could lower Saludos wow. Amigos. Just give it the score you want, even if it's lower than Fantasia. Okay. At, if I'm going to go at the point you watched Fantasia in that time of your life, that's what you thought it was. So, okay. You're, you know you're what? Okay. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, it may not necessarily be worse than Fantasia. Um, but now that I've seen it or at the time it wasn't okay. Anyway, gotcha. I'm going to give this a 50. Okay. That's, Interesting. That's, I, that's how I feel about it. Okay. All right. Well, because, let me because I really, I really could not wait for Fantasia to end. Right. 
Well, and yeah. part of it was the length on that one that made, oh, yeah, I, I think, the fun. score for all of us be as low as it was. If Fantasia was 40 minutes, it could have a much different score. Yeah. yeah. For all of us, I feel like. Um, yeah. I would have I would have two more points. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I'm going to give that a 50. Which is, uh, to kind of go off topic of some of the ones we're coming up, Make My Music, Fun and Fancy Free, they're, they are more in the tradition of Fantasia than which these. I didn't realize like, until right, recently. Right. So... <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. So my score based off my, uh, my, uh, my criteria, which James sounds more, I mean, five, 20 points for each category. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of Cody where I'm not quite just off the cuff, but I'm not as far advanced as James. Uh, um, I actually gave it, what was yours, James? 38. 38. 38. That's right. I, I, I didn't mark it down. I actually gave it a 40. So we were, we were very close. Uh, and I would like to mention, this is the first time that Cody's rated a movie higher than both of us. Uh, he's yeah. never, he's never been the highest one until, hey, nice. until saludos amigos. Hello friends. <laughs> so and our average score is lower than Fantasia for our yeah. average score. Yeah. I've got well, 40, 42.67. Uh, yep. now our difference is going to be 12. So we weren't, that's our third closest movie that we've rated together. Um, so, all right. But in the scheme of things, yeah, Salutus Amigos does come in as the number six movie now, uh, uh, just a little under four points behind Fantasia. So, uh, interesting. Interesting. I, I actually thought after hearing you guys talk before we started podcasting that I was going to be the high number at 40. Yeah. 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 So, so, all right. Well, that is, that is Salutos Amigos. And uh, we've said some bad things about it, but if you haven't seen it, check it out for yourself. You may enjoy it. Um, it's 42 minutes of your life. You won't get back, but you know, maybe you'll find something <laughs> worthwhile in it. Uh, right. And like I said, any, I can watch any movie and find something good about it that I liked, but uh, I gave it extra points. Cause Walt Disney was in it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I'll give the next one, the three Caballeros extra points just cause Donald Duck is in it. So hey, Donald Duck that. was in this one. I said it cause I didn't think right about up. it. I didn't think yeah. about it. I just said it. So, uh, all right. A little bit of an accent there too. <laughs> I, heard there. I tried maybe, maybe roll my R a little. Uh, <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's episode fifty-seven and our take on Saludos Amigos and some Disney news, Wandavision, Gina, uh, Bob Chapek. Uh, so eating a chimichanga. Eating it, yeah, going to going to a food and wine festival and opening up Main Street and hopefully Disneyland opens soon. Hopefully uh, so. Yeah, you guys got any last minute alibis? Before I uh, start talking about our uh, social media real quick. I don't think so. I'm good. You're good? All right. Well, if you want to um, check us out more than just the podcast, if you want to see us on Facebook and all that, you can visit our Facebook page. We are at Talking Disney Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Talking Disney 
Follow us on Instagram at Talking Disney Podcast. Uh, email us anytime with questions, comments, uh, things you might like to see on the show, or you just want to say hello. Uh, Talking Disney Podcast at gmail.com is that location. And our website is www.talkingdisneypodcast.com, where you'll always be able to find the show first before it is out to your favorite streaming or podcast streaming services. So, um, oh, I did want to mention quickly before we go, I did hear from a listener today. Did you? Uh, my sister-in-law, Amy. Okay. She texted me today and said that she's been listening to some of our recent episodes and said that, or her, I'll, I'll get into a direct quote from her here. All right. She says, I've been Here's listening to your latest episodes and you guys crack me up with how much you hate Fantasia. I played the violin and orchestra all throughout junior high and high school. And all of my orchestra friends and I love that movie. I, I didn't, I didn't hate the movie though. I read it at the highest. Do I, do I get some credit for that? No, you rated Pinocchio the highest. No, no. I mean, out of all three of us though, I rated Fantasia the highest. By one point. By one point. Yeah. Still. Still. I can defend myself here for a second. I played violin through middle school and elementary school. You I did st- it. I did so. I played violin. I still don't like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> some things, James, uh, just gotta keep right. to yourself. There are there are some people who, if you ask them their favorite Disney movie, it's gonna be Fantasia. So, uh, yeah, but we, those people are wrong. <laughs> no, but we but we do appreciate the the, the comments. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had told her that um, she is more her and her husband, my my brother, uh, are more than welcome to uh, watch these with us. And before or after yeah. we record, if they watch it after we post, we can talk about it the next time we record. But right to send I- us their feedback and scores as they watch them. So she says they're they're wanting to, but they're they're trying to catch up on. Uh, Mandalorian. They haven't watched WandaVision, so she says she has to skip, skip along every time we we talk about WandaVision. But oh, okay, all right, yeah. If if anybody that's listening, so the five or six people that are listening, yes. Uh, if you want to send in your scores, I we can we can kind of keep a separate uh, podcast listener ranking as and then compare it to how how we rank them. Um, yeah, uh, that'd be that that'd be awesome. I'm I'm actually I was going to talk to my daughter because uh, Kaylee and see if she wanted to add in her inputs. Uh, and then we'll just have, you know, we'll have like a listener average and a podcast host average and then see how, how we're different or how we're the same. So, um, James, did Teresa watch Saludos Amigos with you? No. Oh, I meant to ask you, did you stay awake? I did. You did. did. Amazing. I know. (laughs) It's only 42 minutes. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, but like I, I might've mentioned before, I've seen him fall asleep five minutes after we got on the subway in London. So yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, it doesn't take long. As soon as the, the icy chill of the AC from small world hits. <laughs> I was just say, small world is enough time for a full fledged nap for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's ready to go the rest of the day. So that's right. That's not a right. bad idea. So, <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys got nothing else, uh, thanks for the uh, listener comment. We appreciate it. We really do appreciate everyone out there that takes the time to listen to us. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we just, we like talking about Disney and we like that you listen. So uh, let us know that you're listening. Send us an email. Uh, 
maybe on how James was too harsh on a movie or how Jason was too high on a movie or how Cody needs to get a better system rather than just throwing rankings out there willy nilly or uh, <laughs> uh, whatever that may be. We would love to hear about it. So, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if that's all we got, then uh, we will get out of here for today and uh, we will uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. Adios amigos. Goodbye. Yeah, folks, and me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-